I covet your prayers. Um, as everybody noticed me hobbling around this morning, I had a little injury yesterday to a, uh, to an ankle that I twisted. and uh, It's through the prayers of Sister Darlene, and he praying also. He praying and had the other people praying. She called and talked to Brother Joseph and different ones. That uh, uh, It changed a whole lot from yesterday. I mean, I, it was swollen up so big yesterday I couldn't get a shoe or anything on it, so... Uh, I thank God that He did touch. Hallelujah. And, and I'll praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's been feeling better since I've been in service today. Hallelujah. Praise God. But uh, we covet your prayers. Uh, another little difficulty. Not only is the computer gone out, but uh, our clock back there is gone. What an opportunity, sis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hallelujah praise god hallelujah <laughs> well hallelujah. we are going to be finishing up the message we started last week didn't wasn't able to finish it so we had we had turned it into a second part so we're going to um, by the grace of god try to finish it up this morning Amen. So, um, I want you uh, to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Um, this is where we was at last last week, part of it. We was actually uh, verse uh, 19. Um, of the second chapter of Ephesians. Hallelujah. And I'm going to miss the Scriptures being on the screen this morning. I didn't get used to that myself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We read verses um, 19 uh, and 20 last week, and that's what we talked about. Uh, we're going to be going down 21 through um, 22 Let's just go ahead and read them all again. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are being built, and I brought this up last week. If you got uh, a, a, a regular King James, the regular King James says are built, but uh, it's actually in the Greek, it's in the past tense. Uh, we... Um, uh, have been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. All right, now, verse 21 and 22, "...and whom the whole building, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place." of God in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Fathers, we come today, we thank You and we praise You, Lord, for this service we've had already. God, Your Spirit has been rich. God, and we have felt Your presence. And I'm asking God, You now, to finish up this service the way You see fit. I ask for Your anointing, God, on my body to help my infirmities. Help me, God, to deliver this Word, God, that I may speak, God, forth what You would have us to have today. In Jesus' name, let the church say... God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Now, in part one of our message uh, uh, today and uh, last week, I, I, it shouldn't really. I was joking about the clock being down. Uh, uh, we we did the greater part of it on last week, and so uh, it shouldn't be too lengthy today. We finish up. But in, in part one of the message, we talked about what God has done in the life of the believer and where we are standing in, re, in relation to the foundation upon which we all have been built. Hallelujah. We all have been built on a foundation. Amen. We, but there, I want to relate... Uh, and point out the contrast of what God has done and what He is now doing in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And we've talked about what He has done and the foundation. We talked all about that um, uh, last week. Um, now, in part two, we're going to talk about what God is now doing in the church and where we are headed. Amen. Our purpose Amen. And, and that's what we titled our lesson uh, in the beginning, the process of God's design and purpose for His church. This is important because uh, if I don't know His divine will, and you don't know His divine will, how are we going to act it out? How are we going to follow it? Amen. Uh, we live in a world and society today where everybody everybody thinks, uh, freedom. We talk about freedom and being being Americans, and we're all free. And we got too many people that's got an attitude. So, well, you know, uh, I'm free to do my own thing. You're not free to do your own thing. Hallelujah. We we got freedom in Jesus Christ. Just I, I got I, I, I got freedom of being American, but I can't go out here and do what I want to do. If I break the law, I'm going to be locked up. Hallelujah. And it's the same in Jesus Christ. We got freedom, but we're not free to do what we want to when we want to do it. The Bible says you are not your own, you're bought with a price. Hallelujah. How many believers we got here today? Hallelujah. You've been saved by the power and the grace of God that you don't own yourself. Hallelujah. What right do you have on Sunday morning to get them to say, well, I... I, I choose not to go to church today. What right do you have to do that? If God has done something in your life, you don't have the right to do that. You don't have the freedom to do that. You're stepping in on God's territory. The Bible said we are not our own. We're bought with a price. And we're supposed to glorify God in our body and in our spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If what you're doing today is not glorifying God, then you're sinning. You might not be taking a drink. You might not be getting drunk. You might not be getting high or doing something else. But if what you're doing right now is not active in giving glory and honor to God, you're committing sin. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a process. God is, has um, He started to work with us. We were built on the foundation. We talked about that foundation last week. And uh, I'll try not to talk and get on no more of your message, Brother Joseph. Hallelujah. Because he, he got on to me last Sunday. Hallelujah. He said, I, I want to know how many. He, he wanted to look at my notes and want to know how many of his notes that I didn't get on. Hallelujah. Last week, I'll try not to get on no more today. Hallelujah. 
But I said, just look at it at confirmation, because evidently God wants something talked about here. God wants us to hear something, to understand. Because, see, we're living in a day and hour. People don't care nothing about foundations. We got too many people in America don't care about the foundation this country's built upon. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. We got too, too many people today, amen, don't honor the Constitution, just like we got people don't honor the Word of God. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. We can't change this. We can't change the Constitution. Hallelujah. We need to stay on the foundation because the Bible said if the foundation is destroyed, what are we going to do? Hallelujah. The foundation that our country was founded on, if we, if we let these jokers and wise guys just shred up the Constitution, tear it all to pieces, hallelujah, and try to recreate something, we don't need no recreation. Hallelujah. We need just to get back to where we started from. Hallelujah. We don't need to recreate God's Word. God's Word is forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah. I don't care if you don't like it. If I don't like it, it's still the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't I don't I just don't have too much to do with people who wants to go back and they want to change the foundation. I told you last week, uh, you know, you might own a house. You might uh, purchase uh, yourself a house and and uh uh you uh, uh get a few days off work and you think, man, you're going on vacation, but it find, it turns out to be a honeydew vacation. I don't like the color of that living room. Hallelujah. I don't like that carpet. I gotta have some new carpet. Well, go ahead and repaint. Lay new carpet. Redecorate all you want to do, but don't mess with the foundation of the house. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Hey, the foundation that we have and, and this kind of goes back a little bit to what we talked about last week. The church has been built on the foundation. We have been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ being chief cornerstone. Well, you know what? We have we have to do some changing with our methods sometime. Amen. Hey, what it takes to reach this generation is not the same thing it's going to take to reach the generation like where Brother Hell came from. It's a different world. We as as time goes, we and you know, uh, you, I, I preached a message one time and <laughs> and told you. Know, the, uh, the only person who really likes change is a wet baby. Hallelujah. You know, and uh, we, we get to balking at any kind of little change. But we, we don't change the message, but sometimes we have to change the method. Hallelujah. The way we deliver it, we, the way we bring it across. We've got to be flexible in some things. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about compromising truth. Amen. But I'm talking about do ever, doing whatever it takes to reach the lost. Hallelujah. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Let me, let me go on. Hallelujah. Um, Ephesians 2 and, and 20 says, Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building... Now, this is what we're dealing with now, this lesson. The whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got some growing to do. Hallelujah. We've got some growing to do. 
I don't care how long you've been in the church, how long you've been serving God, we still have some growing to do. Hallelujah. And whom, verse 22, you also are being built together. Now, we were built, but we're still being built. How? Together. We're going to talk about that just in a minute. For a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now, as I said last week, all of us who have been born again have been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. The day will come. Listen to me close, church. The day will come when all the religious houses that have not been built on that one and only foundation will crumble and fall. Amen. The day will eventually come. I don't know when. You don't know when. But any religion, any church, any denomination, I don't care who it is, hallelujah, that's not built on that foundation which Jesus Christ and the apostles and prophets laid, every religious house that's not on that foundation is, is doomed for destruction. Hallelujah. It's important that we're on the right foundation. Hallelujah. The work of God was not completed in your life when you were placed on the foundation. There is the continual work of God being wrought in the church that we might come to the fullness of His total plan and design for the church. Hallelujah. I mean, God has done a work in your life, but He's still doing it. He's still working on me. Hallelujah. Amen. And we need to let God work. It's His house. Why do we want all the time complain and gripe and carol when God's trying to do something in our life and through our lives? He's trying to make us into the purpose that He designed us for. This is His house. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. Are you going to let somebody else come along? I mean, what would you do if you were to leave here and you go to your house today and you find somebody out there with a wrecking bar saying, I'm tearing down this. You ask them, what are you doing? I'm tearing down this wall because I don't like it. Uh, are, are you the one who's been working hard and paying, making the payments on all these years? Hallelujah. I don't think nobody would go for that. Hallelujah. I think I've, if it had been me, I think I'd tell them, you better, you better walk out before somebody has to carry you out. Ain't nobody going to come in my house and run over my house. I think, I think every man here feels the same way about that. What about God's house? If it's God's house, why do we all run around trying to decide what we want to do about it? I believe God would tell me and I believe He'd tell you, uh, I don't believe I saw you hanging there to cross that Calvary that day. Because the Bible said He purchased the church. With his own blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The church is his house. Amen. That's what let me do. You you can tell what you can tell which church is allowing God to move in the house. Hallelujah. Because that's where you the difference between your cold churches and your dead churches and your life church. That's the difference in your and your cold pastors and the pastors that's a flame of fire with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because somebody has to yield to God and say, God, this is your house. You do it the way you want to do it. I don't get up here on Sunday morning and preach to you what I want to preach. 
It's not mine. It's, it's not my choice what I preach to you. It's not my, my direction. Hallelujah. If I get up here telling you something that I've come up with, then, hey, you need to be leaving going somewhere else because it's not going to do you no good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm like all of you. I've got a lot of opinions. But my opinions is not going to save nobody. Hallelujah. My opinions is not going to get nobody healed. Hallelujah. We've got to learn to yield ourselves to God and let Him have the choice to do with what He wants to do in His house. Hallelujah. You know what? Every one of us at one time or another, we've all kind of taken over the show and now let God do what He wants to do in His house. Oh, Brother Sammy, I'd never do that. What about that time God... We was having a testimony service, and he was putting you in your heart. You need to stand and testify, and you left the house. You didn't testify. You didn't let God do what he wanted to do in this house. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. What about the time the altar call was being given, and you felt like you needed to come up from prayer? Hallelujah. You didn't go, and you leave here. Then you're telling God, I'm going to do what I want to do in the house. Hello, somebody. This is God's house. Hallelujah. We've come together to honor and give praise and glory to Him. We need to let Him do what He wants to do in the house. Hallelujah. If God tells me it's time to shut up, I better sit down and shut up. I thought I'd get all kind of amen that time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> So the work of God wasn't completed when we were first laid upon the foundation. God is still working in us. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2 uh, and verse 5 fits in with this verse where he talks about that we are being built together. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He said, you also as lively stones or as living stones are being built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood. God has designed the church to be a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We are a priesthood, folks. Hallelujah. Do you answer me this question? Those of you who go back, let's go back and do a little thinking back in the Scriptures. Under the Old Covenant, when they, they did sacrifices, who was the ones that did the sacrifice? It was the priest. Nobody but the priesthood could offer in the sacrifices. Amen? Why has God made the church today a priesthood of believers? So we can offer up spiritual sacrifices that are holy and acceptable unto Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When you come together and you clap your hands, that hand clapping is a spiritual sacrifice. If you wasn't a member of the priesthood, hallelujah, you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be law for you to do that. It wouldn't be right for you to do that. Hallelujah. 
Amen. When we worship God and we, and we praise Him and we glorify Him, we're offering up spiritual sacrifices. Hallelujah unto the Lord. And you're able to do that because God's blessed you and made you a member of the priesthood. Hallelujah. Back under the old covenant, there was only a handful of people designated to be uh, uh, as priests in the priesthood. Everybody else, the majority of people had to stand back and watch. But folks, God has blessed you this morning. God has made a way that you can participate in this thing. You don't have to just sit back and watch one or two people do the whole show. Hallelujah. You are part of the priesthood. Hallelujah. And you are being built up together through the rest of the body of Christ in, uh, into this holy priesthood that we will come together and we're offering up spiritual sacrifices unto God to give glory and honor. That is a privilege that you've got. It's a privilege you've got that you can worship God, amen, the way that you see fit. There was a time that all of God's people did not have that liberty. They didn't have that freedom. God has blessed you. God has blessed you to allow you to, to offer up a sacrifice to Him. Hallelujah. To do something for His glory. But yet, we come together, hallelujah, and we say, well, you know, Lord, you need to be satisfied with me just being here today. I mean, Lord, I've done, done all I can do just to be here today. Hallelujah. So don't, don't, don't expect anything out of me today. Under the old law, you ne- nobody ever went to the tabernacle without offering some kind of sacrifice unto God. What have you offered to God here today? Now, you better be thankful. Here, I'm not one of them preachers that, that uh, every time they talk about that, throws up money. I mean, our, our biggest sacrifices don't have nothing to do with money. The greatest sacrifices you do don't have nothing to do at all with money. Hallelujah. But you would come to God's house today, amen, to offer up a sacrifice unto Him. What have we been sacrificing since we've been here today? Hallelujah. Amen. How have we been giving Him honor and glory and praise See, that's the purpose, the design, and the purpose of the church. That's what God is working and doing through His body today. Hallelujah. Glory to His name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, God has designed the church to be a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices to God. When the church, be- listen to this, when the church begins to offer sacrifices to God, then he will inhabit and dwell in the midst of the church. That's when miracles happen. You want to know if we can see miracles and God falling? It will happen when God's people begin to offer up spiritual sacrifice. Because, amen, Psalms 22 and 3, But thou art holy, O thou who inhabits the praises of Israel. Hallelujah. He inhabits the praises. Hallelujah. If we want to see the power of God move, if we want to see miracles take place, then we come together and we begin to offer something up. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we've been tired. We've fought battles all week. All things going all kind of wrong. Hey, been our life. But God, I want you to know I love you. I came in here today to lift it. Hallelujah. But glory to God, I'm going to give you a sacrifice because I'm going to march around this church anyway. The devil's not going to stop me from marching around this church. I ran around the church last Sunday night. Hallelujah. The devil got mad. So 
Hallelujah. God ain't going to have it in no church house of people who's not praising Him. He ain't going to dwell in no house where people are not giving their very best unto Him. Hallelujah. You think, you think God's prejudiced over church names? You think God is acceptable to persons and He honors us more than maybe the church across the street because we got, we talked about we've been apostolic and they didn't, uh, they didn't apostolic, they're Methodists or whatever. Uh-uh. The people across the street gets to praising God and worshiping God. He's just liable to walk out the door and go over there. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What's, not, what's on the name of the sign don't map to hill of beans. It's what's going on on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's going on in your life this morning? What's going on in your heart this morning? Hallelujah. God knows the struggles that you've been up against. He knows the battles that you've been fought. But when He looks down and He sees somebody that's covered with dust and dirt because they've fallen so many times, but yet they're still, amen, making a good effort to worship God. And God said, I'm going to bless that person. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to bless her. Because I know what they've been through. I know what they're struggling. But they're praising me anyhow. Now, the text that I read said, being joined together and also being built together. Hallelujah. I heard Brother Bobby quote this scripture this morning. So, the Bible lesson, what I'm preaching is kind of going together a little bit. The Bible said that we are being built together and being joined together. Acts 2 and 47 says, And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. God's building a house. God's building a temple. Hallelujah. Daily. Hallelujah. We don't have to worry about who's going to join the church. Who go, hey, we can't cause nobody to join the church. I can't put nobody in the church. You can't put nobody in the church. The Lord asked. We worry about things we should be worried about. All we should be doing is praising Him and giving glory to Him. God will take care of the rest. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. As people come to the Lord and are being saved, God is adding stone upon stone. Hallelujah. He called us living stones, lively stones. Hallelujah. God is adding stone upon stone to complete the building of His temple. And the stones he is using has this oil mine. Now here's the part that gets gets kind of tough. The stones that God is using to build his house has to be cut and shaped into place because none of us came ready made to fit in place. Hallelujah. Lord of God, if you're going to lay some towel in your house, you'd do a whole lot better job if you got a towel cutter. Cut them tile. 
Because, I mean, you're going to run in some places. Just that nice big pretty square just not going to fit right. There's something going to be cut down. And the stones that God is using to build His house, as we are coming in, individual stones, we come from all walks of life. Every Hallelujah. Glory, every one of us come, amen, with a, with a different, in a different shape. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But see, the wise master builder, Jesus Christ, He's the master. Hallelujah, the stone cutters. Hallelujah. He knows how he can take a stone. He I mean somebody else might look at it and say, Man, I'm just gonna cast that stone aside. And it just ain't gonna work in my house. Hey, you know, the shape ain't right. Hey, Amen. It, it ain't gonna fit right here. But God look at it and says, I got the perfect place for that to go. Oh my God, that's how I know what I'm saying. Good. Hallelujah. Lord God, let me have that stone. Everybody else wants to throw it away in this garden. God let me have it. I got a perfect place for that stone to fit. Hallelujah. Oh, but then he may have to do some cutting. He may have to do some reshaping. Hallelujah. But whatever he needs to do to me so I can have the privilege to be in his house, God, here I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, here I am. Ever how you need to cut off the rough edges, you cut it off, God. Ever how you need to reshape me, remold me, I give you hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There used, there used to be a, a song years ago back in the day, hallelujah, that, that come out a song. Of course, it didn't have, the song didn't have to do with God. It was, it was, it was a guy saying to, to, his, to his lady, he said, Bend me, shape me any way you want me, as long as you love me. That's all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to sing that song to God. Lord, bend me, shape me any way you want me. Just put me in the house. God, I want to be in the house. Psalmist David said, I'd just rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whatever God needs to do to me so I can be in the house, I'm going to let him do it. Hallelujah. Whatever it takes, just i got to be in the house. It's more important you being in the house than anything else. Hallelujah. Now, I'm talking about God's spiritual house now. I'm not talking about the four walls of this old raggedy building. I'm talking about God's house. Whatever we need to do, whatever God needs to do to us, hallelujah, to help us in that, that we need to be willing to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, and I'm winding down. I don't know what time it is. Had nobody said, Hallelujah. God is very particular in the building of His house. Now, Brother Dallas, Sister Brenda, they know very well what it is to build a house. It's a whole lot easier to go and go ahead and buy one. <laughs> Move in. Hallelujah. But you know what? I would say they probably wouldn't trade the house that they built with their own hands for any other house on the block. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah, because when you're doing it, you're putting, you're putting things into it that maybe the other fellow wouldn't put in. You'd be willing to maybe go the extra mile when you're doing something for yourself. Hello, somebody. Well, God is very peculiar in the building of His house. There are certain requirements which have to be made in the house 
before he moves his spirit in the dwell. Because that my message is his his final purpose. The purpose is that we might have a house that he can indwell us with his spirit. Like the song I sung of Brother Daggett used to sing so many times, the one who lives in me is a greater one than he. Talking about the one that's coming against us, hallelujah. God is very particular. He ain't going to move his spirit in until his house gets the way it wants to be. He wants it to be. There's a lot of things I could go, but there are three things I want to share with you. Number one, God's requirement is, first and foremost, his house has got to be a house of prayer. Isaiah 56 and 7, Jehovah God spoke through Isaiah, said, For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Hallelujah. There's two things about that, really, that God's house should be that we should make sure. Number one, that His house is called a house of prayer. That's a requirement. But you know what? He also said His house is a house for all people. One translation says a house for all nations. What right do we have to tell anybody they don't, they're not welcome here? Is it your house? Uh-uh. God's house is for all people. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a a lot of folks, um, you know, they're concerned about, you know, how somebody's dressed or, or this or that, whether or not they got a right to come in. And they come in, we're having testimony service, and, uh, of course, I, I never, I hadn't heard that here. I hadn't heard this here. But I have heard people in other places I'd visit when they have a testimony service, somebody come in, ragged dressing, you can tell a street person everything, they, well, you know, what right did they have to get up and testify? Well, I'll tell you what right, sweetheart, the Bible says, let everything have breath, praise ye the Lord. Hello? Let everything... If you're breathing, it don't make no difference where you've been baptized or not. It don't make no difference where that you've been saved according to the plan our church says or not. Hallelujah! If you're alive and breathing, you've got something to praise God for! I ain't about to stop somebody from praising God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. God's house should be a house of prayer for all people. Another requirement is God's house is supposed to be a holy house. First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. They went back to the priesthood again. A holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him who have called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. And last but not least, finally... God's house should be a house of forgiveness. Hallelujah. It's a shame. It's a shame when people come to God's house. They've been battered and beat up by the world, by the devil. Maybe, maybe, maybe it has to do with something with the way. Maybe, maybe it's been some of their choices, whatever it may be. 
But it's sad when anybody comes to the house of God and can't find some forgiveness. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Instead, a lot of us, Brother Dallas, we want to sit up here and we want to pronounce judgment on everybody. Oh, no. You done done too many bad things. Look in the mirror, sweetheart. Hallelujah. God's house has got to be a house of forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, he said, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. There ain't nobody in this house who has a needed forgiveness at some point in their life. And if you live long enough, you're going to need it again. Hallelujah. I said, if God lets you live long enough, you're going to need it again. So God's house needs to be a house of forgiveness. Hallelujah. This is supposed to be a hospital where wounded spirits can come in. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, there's got to be many broken hearts can be put back together again. Hallelujah. God's not concerned with how many times you've messed up. He's not concerned with how many times you've fallen. What matters is how many times you're willing to get back up and start over again. That's what matters. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. The devil will never win anybody who is always willing to get up and try again. You hear what the pastor says? As long as you're willing, don't. Don't let the devil put some kind of guilt trip on you and make you feel ashamed. I promise you, I promise you, the devil will sit back there on your shoulder and he say, they're tardous seeing you come up there and praying for the same thing or doing this or doing that. Hey, that, that, that's the devil's talk. Hey, there ain't going to be nobody in this, in this church house today if somebody comes down to the altar, God, pray, that we're going we're gonna to start counting. Let's see, how many, how many times are Paul, he's down there again. I says one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight. Give me a calculator, somebody. Here you go. <sighs> Hallelujah. And if find a calculator don't work, you got to get a computer. Then it crashes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even God don't count. Hallelujah. I said even God don't count. He's not sitting up in glory trying to figure out how many times that'll make you come down. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If I had to live on the altar to get to heaven, you're going to have to get these pans and all these tambourines off. I'm going to get up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, whatever it takes. Brother Darrell, I want you to come on up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is trying to build something in our lives. Hallelujah. He's trying to make something beautiful out of something that's, that's been ratted and tattered. And, and, uh, at the song we sang, something beautiful, something good. And God can do that. He can do that. Why don't you allow Him to do that? Maybe you realize through the course of this message today or last week 
that you got some rugged, rough edges on some of you, on the stones. You need to get smoothed down. Why don't you have a little talk with the Lord and let God do some smoothing down this morning that you'll fit where He wants you to be. Let's all stand together. Brother Darrell, the altars are open. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you.